So what did the scripture reading today say? Do you remember? It was read just two seconds ago. <laughs> she says, enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. Let me ask you a question. Did you do that when you came into church this morning? And it also said, rejoice always and pray without ceasing and give thanks in all circumstances. And this week, we are going to talk about how we can thank God when things don't go too well. We'll talk about that. Um, <clears throat> January of 2007, more than 10 years ago, my parents' house burned down. Um, when I got a call from my mom saying those exact words, our house got burned down. I couldn't believe my ears. Mom, what did you say? <laughs> but it actually got burned down. So at that time, my parents were living in a countryside, but my dad was working alone. My mom was working in a facility, Adventist nursing home, about two, three hours away from their place, that place. So she would be working there during the week and she would go home during the weekend, be with my dad and go to church there. But she'll be working during the week in a different place. I got married maybe about an hour, a year prior and I was living in Seoul working. Uh, my wife was also working. We had no kids then. My sister um, was also working on the other side of town. So my family, my immediate family, not my wife and my kids, but my parents and my, my sister, there were four, and we were all in separate places, all four different places. Back then, I thought, you know what, this is not a very good situation, especially for my dad and my mom, because they're not together all the time. They are separated um, during the week. Um, and when I got the call from my mother saying that the house got burned down, I was thinking, is that okay? Is he fine? And she said that he uh, had some errands to run, so he um, drove his truck out to town to do something, and he got a call from his neighbor saying, hey, your house is on fire, you have to come back now. And he turned back immediately and went back to his house, and there were eight fire trucks and lots of fire, um, firefighters. And the house was already gone, like there was nothing left pretty much, everything was all gone. And... Um, Basically, what was left was that whatever he put on to go out that morning and whatever was in the truck, that's all was left. Everything was all destroyed. And um, I went down to see the house a couple of days later, and <laughs> the place where the house used to stand was completely demolished. There's nothing there. there were, I could see some ashes here and there, some leftover rocks and like old like damaged pots and pans here and there but basically all gone nothing left what my dad told me though was that there were a couple of propane tanks about 40 pound propane tanks a few of them there because you know they live in the countryside they wanted to make sure they have propane gas for whatever things that they were doing the fire didn't touch them had they been blown, it would have been a lot worse. But somehow got protected. Um, so there was nothing damaged. But now what? Everything is all gone. 
he didn't get hurt, nothing went bad, but it would have been nice if they had insurance. They would have paid for the house, everything inside, but guess what? They had nothing. <laughs> so um, they had no insurance. That means basically they now had to find a new place to live. They now have to buy everything new, new clothes, new furniture. They have nothing except for what was in the truck. I was married, and I had my stuff at my house, but I had some stuff there at my parents' house too, like some things that I um, kept there, the things that I brought back from the States um, after studying here for four years in undergrad. Um, they're all gone, like especially the old photos that we had, like the family photos from the old days, they're all gone, and there's nothing left. The clothes, the shoes, uh, my instruments, you name it, just, just anything. They're all gone. And I'm thinking, you know, they don't have money to, to do this. They, they can't afford to buy new stuff. What are we going to do? And my initial thought was like, well, I don't know what we can do. Like, I mean, the house they were living in, it wasn't their house. They were renting it. But still, now they have to find something else. What are they going to do? Um, and, well... They had no insurance. All these negative thoughts coming into me, like, what can I do? What, I mean, I don't have a lot of money to help them, and I can help them a little bit, but what can I do? And, you know, in that time, what is there for you to find reasons to thank God for? Can you thank God in a situation like that? Yes? Yes. I'll show you some pictures of, of what it was like. So um, this is the picture my dad or my mom sent me. They're putting out fire now. You see a couple of firefighters um, trying to, trying to uh, take out fire there. And basically, there's nothing left. Um, it's all gone. After that was gone, though, what happened is this. That's my dad looking at this plot of land. They purchased a land only like three minutes drive from the place where the house burned down in a new place. You see uh, uh, another building, like the, the new building there um, behind the plot. So they just purchased, not just, that was 10 years ago, 12 years ago. They purchased a piece of land and they started building a new house. Did they have money? No. Where did they get money? I don't know. But somehow, they were able to find money, <laughs> and they started building the house. And this is, so I went down, uh, I was working in Seoul, like three hours away from their, uh, their place. So I was able to take a few days off to go and help them a little bit. And by the time I went, the house was already like this much up. And um, they were building, putting the walls around, the roof, and the attic, and the house was really beautiful. And this is what the house looked like after it was done. And they lived there for many years, and now they moved out of the place, and they are in a different place. But that house looked really, really beautiful. And let me tell you, the house that they lived in before that time was nowhere near that house. It was probably 50 years old, really rusty, old, and just, just bad. Um, 
But it was their house. They, they were renting it, and they lived in the place. And I felt bad every time I went to that house because it's an old country house. Now, after the house got burned up, this house is brand new, beautiful, and it's just a house that you can actually present to people, have people over and say, you know what, this house looks amazing. And there is a story to tell with the, uh, with the house. So this is what the house looked like after it was done. So <clears throat> I was thinking, what is there to thank God for at that time when the house got burned up and you are really blown away with the fact that, you know what, they've lost everything, literally everything. What can you do? Has anyone gone through the same experience? Your house burned down and you lost everything? I know mean, the Korean side, uh, Deaconess Yoon, she has lost everything in her business, not her house, but her business. Everything burned down recently, like a couple months ago. But when something like that happens, the first thing that, you, that, that comes to your mind is that, God, why? Why? Especially if you have no insurance. If you have insurance, praise God, you know, <laughs> like God is going to give me something new. That is great. But if you have no insurance, really you're thinking, what can I do? How can I get back up? That's exactly what my parents went through and we went through. But you know, when we didn't have insurance, people started to help. I was attending a church in one area. My sister on the other side of town in Seoul. My parents, but because they work in different places, basically we were working in four, attending four different churches. Guess what? All those four churches heard about it and they decided to help. They raised funds. So basically when, you know, I was thinking, you know, like it's not good for my parents to, to live separately. I mean, even though they get together during the weekend, but during the week they are not together. I thought that was really unfortunate. But guess what? Because of that, we got help from four churches located in three different conferences. That's amazing. Like if you have just, if you, the whole family attends just one church, you get help from one church, which is great. But now you have four different family members, and they all tell stories in their own churches. And they all like, you know what, we, we got to help out. <laughs> so we had funds from all different four churches from three different conferences. Praise God for that. So even the things that I thought was not so good turned out to be good because God works in that way. When things look really bad and, and it doesn't look really favorable in your eyes, God uses that, flips it around, and makes it really, really good for us. Isn't he really good at that? And he's awesome in doing so. He's, he's amazing in doing that. So, the Bible is full of verses to praise God in our trials and in our troubles. So I want to share some of the verses from the Bible. I mean, the Bible has so many verses like that, but let me share a few. James 1.12, Bible says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. It says, remain steadfast under trial. So it's easy for us to thank God when everything goes well. I mean, I thank God all the time. I praise God all the time when everything is going well. Do you do that? Yes. 
when things go well. Praise God. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. We do that. We all can do that. But you know what? Non-Christians do that too. They may not say praise God. They may say, oh, this is great. They are grateful that things turn out well. But it's only Christians. It's only Christians who have faith will say, when things turn out to be bitter, when things go sour, when things are turning out to be worse, they still say praise God. And non-Christians don't get it. They say, you know what? I don't get it. How can you praise God when your house burned down? How can you praise God when you fall sick? How can you praise God when your children get hurt, when you get into an accident, when someone dies in your family? How can you praise God? But Christians find reasons to praise God for because the Bible says so. And when you do that, what does God do? Here, here's another promise. James 1, 2 says, Counted all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Bible says what? Counted all what? Joy when you undergo trials. Can you do that? If you get diagnosed with some kind of terrible sickness, can you say, praise God, I am sick? Can you do that? That is hard. Seriously, that is really hard. You know, like, <laughs> I'm a pastor, and I know this, but still, I praise God when things go well. But when things don't turn out to be that well, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, oh, man, like complaints, things that are not so great, things that I'll be ashamed to share in front of my church members, church family. Those things come up because I'm a human. But the Bible says we need to consider all joy when trials come on our way. How can we do that? How can we do that? During this Thanksgiving time, we need to really think about that because Thanksgiving, as I talked about it last week, it's not just being thankful during Thanksgiving when you are sitting in front of that nice food or that delicious turkey or or the gifts that, that your family members bring, or that you have your family members around your table, that you are having a great time together, that your, parent, your, your children came to visit you, you go to see your parents, or your siblings, or your relatives. It's not just that. There are a lot of people that go through many difficult times, and yet we still should find things to be thankful for. That's true thanksgiving. And what can we do? What can we do? So I was thinking, what can I, what, how can I be thankful when my parents' house burned down, when things go sour? Well, my, did, my dad didn't get hurt. Imagine, if my dad was in the house sleeping at night when the fire started. And by the way, uh, they figured out the cause was the short, um, short circuit. First started from the kitchen. I don't know what happened, old house. Um, it started and it just spread out the whole house in just like matter of minutes, like 15, 20 minutes, the whole house was on fire. Imagine if my dad was in the house. Imagine if my parents were in the house. What do you think they would have done? They would have gotten either hurt or who knows, something bad could have happened. 
knowing my dad, he probably would have tried to save things from the house, trying to grab things out from the house. That could have been really bad. But I'm actually glad that he was away. He didn't even see that. <laughs> he was out in the car driving somewhere, and like, he gets a call, your house is on fire. So he comes back, it's already like, like gone. So I'm actually glad that he wasn't there when the house got burned down. And again, my mom's okay, my dad's okay, and um, they lost everything. But you know what? We still, I was still trying to find things to be thankful for. But when I did that, guess what? God took away that old, dirty, junky house away from him to give him a brand new house. Yeah, they had to come up with all that money to build a house, but, you know, the money belongs to God. <laughs> you know, it doesn't belong to us. And in the end, we praise God for whatever God provides. And now they have this beautiful new house that they, have, that they live in. And now when I go to visit, well, they don't live there anymore, but when I go to visit the house in their brand new house, I feel good. Before, I felt like a little uncomfortable, but now I felt good because they now have a brand new house that they live in. And they're actually really, because my dad designed it. Well, he didn't design it, but he helped designing it. Like, I want my room to be here. I want living room there. I want this window over here. He designed it in a way, and he's really proud of the house. And I went and helped the house too. So they really loved it. So when God takes away some things from us, is this something that we should really complain about? No. It's a hidden blessing. It's a blessing in disguise. And if we say, you know what, God, I don't know where you are. You don't hear me. You don't answer me. And we complain, then that may be a training, the test that God is giving us so that we can, we can train our character. But when we find things to be thankful for, despite of all the bad things that are happening, then God says, you know what? This is a blessing in disguise. And here is the blessing that I really wanted to give you. And here you go, a brand new house. That's the way how God works. But we have to go through the test first. And that doesn't happen all the time, trust me. It doesn't happen all the time. Some people believe that when, when you believe in Jesus, when you, when, you, when you believe in God, then everything works good. Your kids will do well, you'll be healthy, and just everything will turn out to be perfect. No, Bible doesn't promise that. Bible promises that when we believe in God, we may go through trials, we may go through difficulty, but what does God promise? God promises that He will be with us through that time. And when we go through that, we'll come out as gold. That is what God is promising. God doesn't promise all the road of roses, all the flowers, and He doesn't promise us that. But there are times that God will reward us with something better. So, as I was preparing this sermon, I was thinking, what can we do? How can we praise God when, when, things go, when things go bad? How can we do this? Because the Bible says that we need to thank God in all circumstances when things go bad, I have made my mind to thank God 
purposely thank God whatever things happen. That's what I tried to do this week. And I told my kids uh, during family worship, saying that, you know what, let us try to thank God for whatever happens. If I get a flat tire, I'll be like, oh, man, I'm busy. I don't have time to deal with this. But, and you might have to pay for a new tire. But still, let's just say, praise God. Because we have to praise God in all circumstances, right? When we do that, then our character will be developed. And God is going to bless us with something greater. It may not be a brand new tire, it may not be a brand new car, but God is going to bless us with a brand new character that we are now trained to be Christ-like. Isn't that better than a brand new tire? Right? So let us pray, pray that we would thank God for whatever happens. Because, I mean, we go through all the things. We go through a lot of things. And and somebody told me this as I was listening to a sermon uh, before. Uh, somebody mentioned this. When you run out of things to praise God for, especially when you are in a bad mood, like, you know, you're gloomy, like you're like going through a terrible time and you are feeling down under the weather or are feeling sick and you can't find things to praise God for because you run out of things to praise God for, right? What do we do? What could we do? Open your Bible to the book of Psalms. Because Psalms has lots and lots of verses and chapters about praising God. I mean, especially David. He found reasons to praise God for, like, while someone was trying to chase him and kill him, right? So just find a book and read it. And say, you know what? I don't feel like praising God. I'm just going to read this. And I'm just going to put God's name and my name here. And I'm just going to praise God because I don't know in my limited mind, in my brain, in my language, I don't know how to praise God. So I'm just going to read the Bible and use that. Psalm 77 actually is a great uh, chapter. And it says, Psalm 77 verse 1, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out um, and it, it goes out and, and it reads how we are in trouble. But if you go to verse 11, it says, In those kind of troubled times, it says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will meditate on all your works and consider all your mighty deeds. So here, here is one clue how we can praise God. When you are going through a difficult time, when you forget the things that, you, that, that are happening and you say, you know what, God is not there. God doesn't hear me. And you are troubled. You are, you are thinking, you are tempted to, to complain. Think about Psalm 77. And it says, remember the things, the miracles, the good deeds that God has done long ago. How can we do that? Because we forget. Human beings forget very easily. But when we write down things, then it will help us. So what I suggest is that keep a diary, keep a journal. When something happens, when something great happens, take a quick memo on your phone, in your note, or something. If you, if you are a more of a, a, a tangible person, get a notebook, a journal, and write down things. Okay, on January 15, something happened, praise God. Or if you have a prayer request, write it down. And then in your phone, or just, just write something down. 
And then when God answers that prayer and say, you know what, God, today God has answered me in this way. Even if something small, write it down and praise God. And when you feel like you can't praise God, then go back to your journal and read through those stories. That will be your testimony. A lot of times we forget the things that God has done. And when we do that, I think it will help us to to be more grateful, to be, to be thankful. I want to share this, share this story and then, and then conclude. Um, Bakari is not here today. Um, so that's Anthony and Fiona's baby, who is almost two now. Bakari, uh, somehow Bakari is very cute and he, he's, he talks really well for his age. Have you seen him talk? When he comes, you know Bakari? He's probably the youngest, one of the youngest boys here at our church. He's running around and he says, when he comes to see me, like he says, hi, Pastor Bay. <laughs> He's not even two. Um, but his parents, Anthony and Fiona, told me this during our Friday night Bible study. As they were uh, having a family worship before they go to bed, and they were praying with Bakari, and they asked him to pray thinking that, I mean, he, he can't really say any words. It was a couple, couple of weeks back. He couldn't really say any words, but they asked him to pray anyways because mom and dad pray. And he started to pray, and they were actually surprised. What he does is that in his baby language, he says, thank you, Dada, thank you, Mama, meaning th- thank, you, thank you, God, for Mommy and Daddy. That's what he's saying. And then now he's looking around, anything in the room, and he, he's mentioning everything. Thank you, fan. <laughs> thank you, couch. <laughs> Meaning, thank God for the couch. Thank God for the fan. Thank God for the carpet. Thank God for the shoes. He's just named whatever he sees. He's thanking God. Like, thank you, God, for the toy. Thank you, God, for the truck. Thank you, God, for the spoon. He's thanking God for anything and everything. But isn't that what we are supposed to do? We say that, you know what, it's cute. He doesn't know how to pray, and he's just mentioning anything he sees. But isn't that what Christians are supposed to do? We should thank God for anything and everything that happens around us. We forget to thank God. I mean, we often pray that, thank God, thank you so much for a day. Thank you so much for protection. Thank you for our family. And we run out of things to thank God for. But what about we thank God for the flowers? We thank God for the weather. We thank God for the air that we can breathe. Thank God for um, the room that we can stay in. Thank God, thank God for our church family, for this, this beautiful church building, this, this nice, warm place where we can worship in. Because there are other people that can't do that. How about the freedom of worship that we have, children that we have, the elderly people and their wisdom, and young adults and young people and parents. What about all the people that we have, the people that are working very hard in the back, controlling the computer, people who are praying, people that are willing to do, do services for church. And we just list goes on and on and on. We just tend to think of the things that are obvious. But we should think about the things that are so common, but still we should be thankful for. Can you think about 100 things to be thankful for today? Yeah, it should be easy if you actually think about it. Like Bakari did. Thank God for the microphone. Thank God for, for the guitar. Thank God for whatever things that we have. 
still, we should be like Vakari. We should be thankful for anything and everything that we have. When we have that kind of attitude, we can be thankful when things turn out to be bad because that's what Christians are supposed to do. When we do that, then our attitude will change and our attitude will be like Christ-like. I have a friend who is um, very, very God-like. I mean, he's so out of this world almost. And I cannot irritate him enough to get him angry. Whatever I do, he's always smiling. No, he's not dumb. He's not stupid. He's just kind, and he's just so generous. And I, I mean, like, what can I do to make this guy mad? I can't. Not because he's, he's, he doesn't know how to get angry. He's determined to be thankful. He's determined to be like Jesus. And I learned so much from him. Now, shouldn't we do that? And I decided to do that from this week, preparing this sermon. Would you like to do the same? Would you like to praise God for anything and everything that happens in your life, whether that would be good or not so good? Would you like to do that? Let us be thankful because the Bible says we need to be thankful. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Every time we go in and out of the car, in and out of the house, in and out of the church, we should thank God. And we should praise his name when we enter into his presence. So as we close this worship, as we exit the building, as we go into the fellowship hall, as we fellowship, as we eat, we should praise God. As you enter into your car to drive home, you should praise God. Instead of asking God to, God, please, you know, we need need money for Thanksgiving. We spent a lot of money on Black Friday. We are short to pay our bills. God, we need money, so please provide money. God, uh, we, need to, we need a new car. Can you please give us, help us with that? My kids need to do well in their school. Can you please help us with that? And so-and-so needs some help. Can you please help? Our prayers have been like this. But the Bible teaches us that we need to praise God a lot more. So could we change our prayer into more praises? Let's try to do that this week. Can you do that? Let's do that. And let us praise God more. And how many of you want to do that so that we could praise God more in our lives, in our prayers, even though when things go bad, when we do that, God will be pleased. When we do that, we'll be more like Christ. And that's what Jesus is looking for. He's looking for people. He's looking for his character in us so that he could take us back home. Until we go home, let us fill our lips, fill our prayers, fill our lives with praises and thanksgiving. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you for the reminder that you are wanting us to praise God, not because you want us to praise you for, not because you want to hear our praises, but because you want us to change. You want our hearts, you want our, our sinful and greedy hearts to open up, soften up, And then you can give us your heart. You can take away the heart of stone, give us flesh so that you could change us. We want to be thankful in our lives in in whatever situations. So Lord, we pray that you would remind us, help us 
to be thankful for. Help us to write down the things that you have blessed us with. Help us to write down the testimonies, prayer requests. And every time you answer our prayers, every time you help us, every time you give us miracles, help us to be thankful. And help us to share that so that we could all just share this community, share this spirit of thanksgiving. Bless us now as a church, as a church family, to be thankful for. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise team, please come on up and help us to sing the chorus.